The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. The After Show, the After, after show. show. It's the After Show, everybody. Welcome to the show, After the Show. And this all came about because we did a show on uh, opening a new cigar shop, which later became a After Show on possibly buying an existing... As a better option. Which I, I yeah. was... A, you I weren't was, sure until you talked through it, and then you said better. And you weren't there, but we did it on a clubhouse first, and then yeah. I'm like... I think I just changed my mind <laughs> after 38 years. I think I changed my mind. And wouldn't you know it, I got an email, um, and he wasn't listening to the clubhouse. He only heard the, the first yeah. version at the beginning. And um, my banker or my loan officer, the head loan officer for, for my bank, uh, Peter, and we'll leave it right there. I don't know if I'm supposed to say people's full name or whatever. But uh, he's been a uh, friend of the show, but uh, certainly a friend of my business for, uh, it's got to be 25 years now. For sure. Of uh, borrowing millions of dollars from him. <laughs> and I paid him back every time. So uh, so he still likes you. And he sent me an email, and uh, we said, okay, this might be an after show by itself. Well, <laughs> if you didn't pay him back, would he own Two Guys Smoke Shop? He, yes, probably, probably not him personally. <laughs> he, yeah, but they would own... Uh, probably the building. They would own the inventory. They would own my house. Uh, There'd be an auction. But yeah. I, yeah. But I would. I was planning on paying them back anyway, yeah. which I did. All right. And I'll borrow again from them. Hmm. Well, Peter writes through direct email. Ah, because he he has Dave's email. Uh, I was listening to your podcast on how much it costs to start a cigar shop. You were right on the money, drilling down deeply on all costs, considerations, etc. You probably realize that this is an excellent exercise for anyone considering opening any type of business, whether it's in the cigar industry or not, brick and mortar or something else, etc. I can't even begin to tell you how many excited entrepreneurs that I meet who want to start their own business and haven't come close to giving it that type of thought. Moreover, they expect customers to be lined up on day one, routinely forecasting the first year revenues that are through the roof and unrealistic. Right. It's, it's, it's wishing and hoping, but these people loan money for a living and they want to be able to get their money back. Yeah. So they go more realistic. I, I haven't heard this before. He's starting off with, Dave got this right, so there must be a but, but. in here somewhere. <laughs> it's difficult, but I have to thread the needle between not discouraging them too much, but also being sure that they understand every vi variable they need to consider before making the leap in. The worst thing I can do is share their optimism without having them understand every cost and threat they will face initially. I don't, if I don't make them aware, 
I can be contributing to a life-altering mistake that will haunt them and their yeah. family financially for mm. years. Isn't that interesting? Of you, you, know, you don't think of a loan officer as as that, but practically as, as somebody s- with compassion. Yeah, <laughs> but he, you could get you could be ruined. Yeah, and you, you're probably mad at him if he didn't loan you the money, but he did you the biggest favor in the world because you, you may never know it. Yeah, <laughs> but also if you if you haven't considered or even written a SWOT analysis, how could you consider borrowing the money? Yeah, because they don't know. They don't know mm-hmm. what they don't know yet. And, you know, if you listen to the show and you heard some things, maybe I went a little over your head. And if the answer is yes, I went a little over your head, you got some more learning to do because that was, mm-hmm. you know, not 101, but call it yeah. 201 or whatever. It's not dramatically deep uh, like you were going to buy a, a multi-million dollar business we're talking about a startup, brick and mortar startup, uh, as basic as that is, it still can ruin you. And uh, I heard, not that it, we were going to talk about it on the show, but I heard an interview that you did 20 years ago. Sure. And it is amazing how similar your mindset was 20 years ago, how you were saying the same stuff that you say now at managers' meetings, at staff meetings, uh, when we're on the show, on Clubhouse. It, it's the same shit. The basics don't change. They don't. Yeah. The basics don't change. And and we're talking margin. We're talking about directing people to... I, I was interviewed by Davidoff 20 years ago. When we, isn't, isn't nice? I got to... See, I never saw it before. Yesterday huh. it was the first time I ever... Really? I'll show it to you. Yeah. Yeah, pretty interesting of, um, you know, they were asking me questions and wondering what, you know how do I feel about selling their particular brand as opposed to other people's brands and what do they need to do? It was, it was interesting for Tia. It was very interesting. And my hair was black. Yeah. I was going to ask. You, <laughs> you looked a little younger then? <laughs> it was at least 20 years yeah. ago. Conversely, though, when I meet an entrepreneur who is fully aware of the expenses, has a realistic revenue projection, and a solid industry experience, and are willing to go all in in support of their new business. I love it and share their excitement. There are several successful businesses out there that I provide startup financing for, and each one of them was prepared and committed. It's hard not to be very proud of their success. All your Cigar Authority podcasts are entertaining, but this one was equally educational. I hope to see you soon and never hesitate to reach out on my cell if you need anything, meaning, you know, you've got to borrow some money. Right. (laughs) Because they're in the business to borrow, to to let people borrow money from them. they want you to be successful and pay them back. They want to get paid back. And so they he, don't want to take your assets no, no. and have well, to deal and with And honestly, that. what is a bank going to do with a million dollars worth of cigars? They're not going to uh, get their money. No, no. they're going to, like, like Pen- he says, they're going to just Pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Remember that big order I got of when the whole wheel thing started? Yes. You know, it was- Was that from a cigar Insurance, shop? insurance yeah. thing or whatever. Yeah. But some of these things come about and, uh, you know, over the years, people, you know, you you buy these opportunities that happen. And unfortunately, an opportunity is somebody else's tragedy. Mm. You know that somebody else went belly up or something happened, um, and I I don't want it either. But it's going to sit there, and somebody's going to get it, and I put a put a bid in. That's all. Do you think that it's harder right now in today's financial climate to borrow money? Oh yeah, the interest rates are higher, which means. You, you know, whatever you're borrowing money on, then the number's going to be higher, and that can, continues to accumulate as it goes on. So uh, 
every time you see that needle move a little bit, um, they, I mean, as far as the you, vetting process yeah, goes, they, they tighten up a bit because they say, I don't know if the person's going to be able to do that. You know, even borrowing money for a house that you say, oh, you qualified before to this amount. Well, the interest rates went up. Where are you going to get the extra money to be able to pay this thing? You're going to stop eating. What are you going to end up doing? They don't want that either. They want you to be easily be able to do this so that they can get their money back plus their interest. That's their goal to mm-hmm. end up doing it. He wants to say yes to everybody, but he is doing a good thing if he says no to you. Right. It's a good thing. Or the whole financial crisis where they were giving people house loans yeah. when they could not afford to pay right. it back. And then the bottom fell out of the banks yep. because they did that, and that was a mistake too. So, and, and that certainly contributed to tightening up on loans and qualifying for them. Yeah. So you you need work and capital, and you need to have uh, something under your skin. And talk about me. I mean, I opened with six thousand dollars. I didn't own a house. All I had was six thousand dollars. I got a partner because I couldn't do it on my own. Who had six thousand dollars? Also owned a house. Also opened open owned businesses and things like that. So um, with my, my buddy Paul, who I opened the business with is the reason why when we went for loans, we got loans because he it was had, his collateral. He had a history. He was, his collateral. he was the money man. Yeah. You never had a loan as far, because you even when you bought the diner at a, as a young man, I, I, that I, was creative I, financing is what that correct. was. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I didn't go to a bank. I went to him and said, I'm going to give you this much a week, huh. and you can take it back if I don't pay you. Uh, as soon as I was able to get a loan, uh, okay, now I can grow and expand, but I needed some assets. So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Right. Yes, you have to have assets before you can borrow money. Well, how do I get assets if I can't borrow the money? You work hard. And if you found, and I just saw this on one of the, uh, a YouTube guy that I follow, um, he buys houses from people with no money down because they're upside down in their house and they have the mortgage already and they can no longer pay it. So he gives them a ridiculously stupid low amount, 4000 It takes over the payments. Huh. At the low interest rate. At their low interest rate. Obviously something that could be done if a business owned a loan, if they if they had a loan from the bank. Yeah, you, your, your ass is on the line, so you better believe in this next people that are coming in that aren't going to screw up your business, not pay your loan, all this. I don't want to be a bank. You know, right. uh, and I remember saying to the guy at the diner, okay, I'll give that gift to you, but I'm going to pay you every single week. And he said, I don't want to be a bank. And I said, well, the bank ain't going to give me any money. I'm in high school. Right. I don't know if they legally could give me any, any money. No. Um, Couldn't so, sign a contract. Yeah. If they weren't old enough. So uh, it was creative and he wanted out enough that we were able to end up making that move. Um, I remember buying this building that we're in here. And this was a million dollars 25 years ago. That's insane. Insane. And I didn't have money. (laughs) And I had a house that was worth $185,000, the house I bought. But but I owed a lot of money on that, too. And I went from bank to bank with no's. No, no, no. I I would think so. Yeah. Until somebody ended up saying, yeah. And the interest rate was too high. And I'm like, "I'm, I'm going for this. But what a risk. 
because moving across the street, I was doing the math and said, if it stays the same way it is and I live under my means, which I always did and still do today, which is another thing, you end up owning the business. And if you think it's the high life, no, it's the complete opposite. Okay, I'm going to buy this building. We're not going out to restaurants anymore. <laughs> We're not going to the movie theater. The vacations are canc- all canceled. This is it because I'm going to make this stupid move. Because you end up, everything's fine in the summertime. I mean, you, you could be practically printing money, but that money, if you spent it, oh. it's not there in January. Right. And I know- And how about in April 15th Yeah, <laughs> when I have to pay the taxes, which is March Madness sale, right? right. That, that I do, do every year because all of a sudden there's taxes. Why is it taxes? You made so much money. I said, you just told me you weren't going to take the money. It doesn't even matter if you take the money. If the company makes money, you're paying taxes mm-hmm. on what the company made. Well, where is the money? You, you have it there. No, I bought inventory with it. I bought right. stuff. <laughs> well, I can't go to the bank and pay it with you stuff. You can't pay the IRS in cigars. No, they wouldn't take it. No. So that, that becomes a problem also. Mm-hmm. This is very, very interesting. And by him saying this, it comes natural to me because I've been doing this my whole life. But I understand you looking to get in the business, the person listening to this. It, it is a real solid thing that you hear this. Hear the... The, the the painful truth of what what it takes to end up doing this. And really, financial literacy is a must for yeah. a business owner. I they, had, they don't teach it in school, yeah. so a lot of people just yeah. don't have the knowledge. Yeah. And I said at the beginning of that show that the thing about this was I'm going to say how to open a cigar store to succeed. So I'm telling you that you ended up needing – what was I at? $175,000 minimum. So you had the best possibility to succeed. Yes, if I was going to end up doing it, it's going to be a half a million or more for me to open another store because I want to make it even easier. But well, you, you, also, to- you also have to keep up with your own Joneses because you've got three rocking stores. Yeah. So if you opened in another state or on another border... It, someone goes to Two Guys Smoke Shop, you have the responsibility of delivering the same level of... Cigar selection, the same level of service, the same ease at the register. So there's, there's a guy driving right now says, I got $50,000. You opened at $6,000. I can open at $50,000, and you can. You could poss- possibly open that business with $50,000. chances of success, though, are, are low. Very it, low. Wouldn't it behoove them to leverage that 50000 and borrow Yes. Another. If you have 50000 beautiful, because most likely you could get as much as 80% more than what you have. So in other words, you got an asset that's worth $50,000. They could possibly give you 80% which of that. It, which would get you in range for right. what you're talking yeah. about. Well, no, no. It's not 80% of 50000 The 50000 would be the 20%, 20% of the total loan. 80% Correct. more. Gotcha. Yeah. So... F- yeah, four times that amount essentially. Yeah, so now you got enough because you, you're sitting on fifty thousand, and they're going to borrow. They're going to let you borrow some, and if you fail, they're going to take your fifty thousand too, right? And uh, whatever else assets, because unless you're burning it, like taking the money out of the register each day and just dwindling it down, which I'm sure has happened. I mean. It, it, He's got. I'm sure he's got horror stories of, sure. of somebody that comes. A lot, lot of small businesses. The owners living out of the register. Yeah. It's a big mistake. You you've been working for him for how many years now? Coming up on fourteen. 
You never saw me take a dollar out of the register. Never once. <laughs> not a dollar. It's not mine. No. So I get a paycheck just like you do. That's it. It's automatically deposited, and there's the check that's in there. And when I get my stupid book money that comes in, I'm all happy because I have, I have spendable <laughs> it's money. It's your slush fund. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's $60. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, but I, gotta, I may as well be handing him 6000 He's that excited. Yeah. Oh, we can go to Calhoun's. Yeah. So we have, that's him writing the first letter. So I responded to him and I said, oh, um, we had a clubhouse uh, this Tuesday and we're going to do an after show uh, and talk about um, buying an existing business, mm. which the clubhouse was very interesting because it got me to really think. And at the end of that one hour, um, it's called the um, Cigar Power Hour. At the end of that hour, I said, I think I just changed my mind after 38 years. He was talking to himself on the clubhouse, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like there weren't a whole lot of people no. jumping in. A few people jumped in with different questions, and he answered the questions. But, but he, he was, was just arguing back, and, back forth. and forth with himself. I talked myself into, <laughs> wow, you know, the guy's already got an existing business going. Uh, so you're walking in and not saying, day, day one, I did $35 the day I opened Two guys smoke shop, $35. The second day I did $50. And then it just didn't go up from there. Maybe the next day was $20, yeah. whatever. It was a struggle. Uh, and it cost you more than that to put the key in the door between your rent and electricity. And all that. So loss, 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 loss. Take my money from my night gig that I was mm -hmm. doing and pour it into, into two guys. Imagine if it was already an existing store that already was making a profit. And, yeah. and, and it could go either way, we, which we discussed on the clubhouse. And I think we talked about it on the after show. All right, you've got a business that has a good reputation and the guy wants to get out because he's of retirement age and he's made enough and he's ready to move on. Great. It's got a good reputation. You could slide right in there. And, and I turnkey. feel very strongly, I have to feel like I can do a better job of course. than him. Mm. So I think I can take this existing guy's store that he's doing $350,000 a year, and I can envision doing a half a million next year mm. with this. Just by my little games that I'm going to play, right. I can move it to the next level. Well, if that's the case, then that extra $50,000 worth of profit can mm. go towards uh, that and I can still live like he does, which is pretty good that he's living. So I can do that. Okay, I'm, I pay two hundred thousand dollars from in four years. He can be paid off hmm. if it just stays where I think it's going to be, but it's going to grow from there. I think I can do it in three. But then there's also the other side where it's got a bad reputation, poorly stocked shelves. People are unhappy with the service. Yeah. Now the sign goes up under new management, new ownership, and now you have even a greater opportunity. Yeah, to be able to make that business or, work, or is, or are you dealing with an existing store that has a bad reputation and nobody will give it another try? <laughs> Maybe you got to change the name of the store. Yeah. You know, there's, there's other things you can do. So, uh, I end up doing that second show, and Peter hears the show of the second show and writes back to us. But first, let's get to make some beautiful music with Avo Cigars. From moments worth remembering Pause. to stories <laughs> worth telling and notes worth savoring, Avo Cigars. Lyrics of top charted songs. Can you guess the name of the song and the artist from the wrong lyrics or even the right ones? Avo Cigars. All right, you get your buzzers ready? Oh, let me... Double, you turned this on. I did. 
Should it's we test that, it? It's not that I don't trust you. No, it's on. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust. Ready? This is the misheard lyric. If you know what it is, click the button. If you don't, don't. <laughs> and then I'll do the real version of it. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Oh. That, Damn it. This motherfucker. That's Elton John, Tiny Dancer. Tiny Dancer, Elton John is correct. Correct. Ed Sullivan's gut. Hold he me close, to Tony Danza. Hold me closer, Tiny Dancer. You want to you wanna hit the bell, not the button. Oh, because that made no sound? This, this has a wrong no. answer. I like your bell. Yeah? Yeah, we, yeah I want the we've bell. been trained to do the bell. I'm turning my thing off. Hold me closer, Tony uh, Danza. Hopefully, yeah. Turn it off. People Save told me back power. in the day, in the old days, that I actually looked like him. I've heard that. Yeah. I thought you were a long-lost relative when yeah. I met you. Mm. What's he look like today? Is he a mess? Is he? I don't think he's a mess. No. He looks old. Yeah. But who doesn't? Well, the two of you do. Yeah. All right. So uh, Peter writes again. All right. Dave, with respect to buying an existing shop, certainly a safer bet and easier to finance when an mm. entrepreneur is buying an existing business. That's interesting to know. That yeah. good. A few good. considerations, however. Number one, the most, the more successful the business, the higher the selling price, and the larger the collateral shortfall, as the business has a great deal of goodwill or value beyond the value of the physical assets when it is very profitable. We tend to mitigate the collateral shortfall by getting the SBA involved Small through business their business loan association. guarantee programs. Small Business Association has a program to help small businesses. Yes, that's what they do. They're an association. I went and visited them before I opened Two Guys Smoke Shop. And they said, go they away. Boston. They said, don't do it under no circumstances. <laughs> do not do this. This is crazy. Don't do it. And this was above Boston Garden. How did you even know they existed? I looked them up in the phone book because that's what we <laughs> 25 did. 25 years old. And it was above Two Guys Smoke Shop. And we're coming down the stairs, me and Paul. And we're like... Five or six steps down of this long stairway that's going, we look at each other and said, we're doing this, right? I go, yeah. <laughs> After the guy kind of do destroyed it. us, don't yeah. do it. Number two, even though it's an existing business, we still look to our buyer to have some industry experience, if not directly, at least indirectly, as well as a good business acumen. A hundred percent. And remember Sarah, who was going to open up a cigar mm -hmm. bar and... Um, yeah, a cigar bar that she wanted to open. And I said, go work at a cigar shop first. And right. she ended up working for me. And she doesn't talk about wanting to open a cigar yeah. bar anymore. Well, and... She'll be she'll be banning the bar, by the way, at the New England Cigar right. Expo. From my side of the world, venture capitalists often say they don't invest in businesses. They invest in people. people. So they look for, do you have the experience? Do you have the drive? Are you going to be able to make it successful? Yeah. If, if I went to your bank, Ed Sullivan, and I said, I, I want to open a cigar shop in Florida, mm. will you lend me the money? Who, me? Yeah. And I know, I know who you are. You know what? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Maybe not 25-year-old Dave, like the Small Business Association. That'd be a... Yeah. Well, he looked entirely too much like Tony Danza. That's yeah. just a... Tony Danza can't run a cigar store. Don't go. be ridiculous. Uh, continuing on, number two, you know well it doesn't take long 
to run a successful business into the ground. Uh, Three, other questions we ask. Is there a contract for the seller to stay on and assist for a period of time? Are there key employees and will they be staying on? If the... Is the seller willing to take back some paper to help in financing? A common financing structure is the buyer putting down 10 to 15% of the purchase price. The seller taking back paper in that amount and the bank financing the rest. That's that's interesting because mm-hmm. then the guy selling it has to believe that you're going to be make successful. It. He didn't he didn't rob you yeah. that you're not going to be able to make it because his <laughs> ass is on the line for you yeah. to be able to succeed. I like it. I like that idea. When a seller is willing to take some paper back, the bank sees that as a vote of confidence from the seller that the buyer will make it work. I, I'm confused about that. What, is, what does that mean? The seller All right, so is I'm taking gonna sell, paper back. So I'm going to buy this business from him for $100,000. And he, he, the guy selling it, I'm going to give him $100,000. He says, just give me 80000 and you'll owe me the other ten. Now... I got eighty thousand, and now I'm going to go. I got additional twenty thousand that I had myself, and I say to the bank, "Okay, I just need sixty. He's going to give me twenty, oh, oh, twenty, and I already have the other twenty anyway so, because you me, you need me to have twenty percent so, skin in the so at the end another, of the loan. Another way to look at it is the bank may be providing ninety percent of the money. The seller's providing ten percent. So at the They're end of the going to get paid back. At the end of the loan, you still owe the seller that uh, note. Whatever the payment structure says, and they're probably or you getting, have two payments. Yes, and the bank may say we have to be the first. Right, there's a first and a second mortgage, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. We, we 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 demand to be the first. First to be paid. To be paid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how is the buyer set up for day one cash flow needs? Will he, she need a line of credit? Bills will be coming in right away. Right away. And the buyer needs to have a source to make those payments. Does the landlord, assuming the building is rented from a third party, have right to consent to a sale and assumption of the lease? Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe he's going to say, I don't like you. You're you out. Can't I can't have a lease. Kid. So you think you've got it made, mm-hmm. but you don't. Uh, when I was looking two years ago at a another cigar store, and the first thing I did was call the landlord, right. and I said, what do you got left on there? We got a year and a half left on here. I'm looking for the, even the warehouse, the same thing. Right. I'm looking yeah, for three more. You're that, not going to buy it unless I, you can extend it. Because a year and a half, I can't have it paid off. Right. I'm, 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 I'm a guaranteed loser. If the, if, the, if the place itself, the landlord says you're out. So, okay, I need an ex- existing three. So I got four and a half years guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I'll make him happy. He'll always get his money on time. And then I'll go for another five after that. If he said no, I can't do yeah, it. Can't do it. In summation, Peter says, you could see I could go on and on. Mm-hmm. These only scratch the surface. But that said, we do a ton of going concern sale financing. It's a great topic. And I'll be looking forward to listening so, to the after show. You know, in some cases... You're better off borrowing some money, even if you didn't have to, because now you've got a financial expert that's validating some of this that you may not know how to do yourself. There's good debt and there's bad debt. Maxing out your credit card to go to concerts and to go on a vacation and stuff is bad debt. Borrowing money for your business and paying it back is good debt, and you can now increase that and go back and forth. Line of credit. Line of credit is interesting. 
all of a sudden you buy that business and you're getting it started going and it becomes near Father's Day and you have an opportunity to buy a good deal on cigars at an additional 10% off and you need a lot of cigars because history told tells you on according to there you're going to be busy and you need more cigars than you have there and you have this opportunity thing at the same time and you go to the bank and you say i would like to borrow a hundred thousand dollars more you just borrowed it for the for the thing i want a line of credit I, actually i want a, an ongoing line of credit to borrow and to and to pay and to borrow it again over and over and the bank says okay and you're going to have till the end of the year to pay that off. Hmm. You you may have 20 years on your other loan. Sure. But with this loan, you have... The it has of, to be set to zero by December 31st. That's right. And then it in, starts in again cases, in January. It depends what you negotiate. It's meant for short-term right. debt, not long-term. Yeah. You're gonna, but you're going to do really good with that money. That let, Let's say you borrowed it at 8%, and you're making 40% margin on the product you're selling. And you, you're able to borrow $100,000. You made 40% on that, which is $40,000 profit, mm. and to give them $8,000. So you're up $32,000. You couldn't have been up that much if you didn't borrow it. So borrowing it can be really good. OPM, other people's money, right? You can make money on other people's money. So you get huh. to bass wealth, and then you- Not you, an OPP. There was also <laughs> OPP. That's where I was going with that, I but you read it mine. OPM, other people's money. Uh, this is, there's also OPP. Yeah. You, you're down with the OPP? I'm down with OPP. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but- <laughs> I'll tell you when well, we're off the show. Whatever that is, uh, that is it for the after show. Uh, next week, we are on the- uh, We smoked on the show the- uh, Terra Nova, that was from Arnold Andre. We're going to tell you the story behind the Arnold Andre in the New World, Terra Nova. We're going to go deep into it. Stick around, everybody. That'll be this Saturday as we prepare for the New England Cigar Expo, Yay. which will be the next week. And a couple of tickets, of one-day tickets left, but they will be gone, I promise you, by the end of this week. Until then, you've been listening to, to the after show. We'll see ya. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it.